Rove McManus, Sam Frost. Today FM. Natalia, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, you're the sweetest thing. I'm just going to say Aww. that. Hey, happy birthday. It's so nice to be home. Oh, it must be. Uh, happy birthday for uh, what was like tw- uh, 12 days ago, 13 days ago. February 4th it was. Yeah, I turned 41 Ooh, on February birthday. 4th. How does it feel? How Thank does it feel? You. It feels good, you know. I loved my 30s, but mm. I've been really enjoying my 40s. It's nice to be out of the just – I always find it's nice to be clear of just it's just 20, it's just 30, it's just 40, like to sort of be kicking into a more interesting number. Is that just me? No, I know what you mean. I think there's such a big build-up to those kind of birthdays. But yeah. I just take the stance that, I mean, you've spent time in Hollywood. You know what it's like. Uh-huh. And you're supposed to kind of whisper your age under the table. I used to be at dinner parties and say my age and people would be like, shh, shh. Oh. <laughs> and I just find that so gross. So yeah. I um, celebrate loud and proud. Uh, what did you do this year? Because let's face it, we're all heading the same direction, aren't we? Oh, <laughs> amen, sister. Uh, what did you do this year? Uh, I had a quiet birthday because I just came off a detox in Austria. And so I, I wasn't drinking and I had a nice little dinner in Sydney at um, Fratelli Paradiso, one of my favourite restaurants, yes. with some, some friends. Not really right. mellow. I saw your Instagram pics of Austria. That looked like, it looked like you were doing a bit of a Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant, like you're out in the wilderness or something, hunting down bears. It, it's actually where they shot a Bond movie, oh. the Bond movie with Daniel Craig. So, yeah. It was so picturesque, so amazing. I do this detox like once or twice in the year. And, um, yeah, it's become a bit addicting. So Yeah, great. Do you just feel amazing after you finish? I hear about these really, things. Really, really amazing. The hardest thing is coming off caffeine because you get those intense headaches. Oh. I just had my first coffee yesterday <laughs> after three weeks and I was bouncing off the wall. Oh, wow. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Good on you. And then did you actually end up at the Super Bowl or was that someone else's picture that you had? Stole someone else's picture. Ah, oh, because I had a moment of just going, yeah. how does she do it? She must be jumping in a time machine like Doctor Who or something. I had people direct messaging me going, are you here, are you here? And I'm like, no, you're the jammy one. You're lucky I'm not. <laughs> now, it uh, must be great to be back in the country, home soil, uh, not only touring, but you're doing it at wineries. That's always fun. Oh, fun. Bonus, right? But I'm not drinking. My band thinks I'm insane. They're like, how can you do a winery tour and be on detox? You're a weirdo. It's a good question. Because I haven't actually gone back to the booze yet. So, mm. Do you think you will? Um, uh, I will, yeah, of course I will. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm going to save it till the last show. When I'm touring and performing, it's not so good for my voice anyway, so I'm pretty disciplined by that. Now, uh, the, the new album, Mail, uh, is uh, songs that you have covered of uh, male artists. Are they some of your favourite male artists? Like, where did the, the, the track choice come from? Well, it started out, it was going to be just all of my favourite artists, male or female. And I found that some of my favourite artists that were female, it was kind of intimidating. And something about doing songs by male artists, as soon as you flip the sex, it was just more interesting and more fun and less kind of like, less of a comparison to be drawn. And mm-hmm. more of just, like, listen to this version of this song. So that's how it started. And then my producer, being American, kept suggesting loads of artists I hadn't heard of. So actually there's artists on there like Death Cab for a Cutie that 
I was introduced to by my producer. So it's some of my all-time favorite artists like Neil Young and then and Instant Crush by um, Daft Punk, Julian Casablanca. And then there is some new ones thrown in there. So it, it became about the mood and what fit with the mood that was being created. Yeah, and did, did you find, like you sort of mentioned, I, I found it when, when I'm listening to it, the... The, the, where your mind goes with the song when it's a female voice singing the same lyrics but it's coming from a, f- a female perspective makes such a big difference. Mm. Is that a weird yeah, well, thing? Especially with Instant Crush. Because, yeah. No, I think that's true, but they had a vocoder on the vocal and um, you can't really hear what he's singing about. So the Daft Punk song's amazing, but when I Googled the lyrics, because I thought, I can't actually understand what he's saying, um, I Googled them. <laughs> the lyrics, and I went, oh, my God, this is the most beautiful lyric. And I wanted to do a version where you can actually really hear the story of the song because it's so beautifully written. Um, And so, yeah, I think also doing something vocally driven that wasn't, you know, too overproduced was important to me as well. Do you have a favourite... like storytelling songs. Do you have a favourite track on your album? I'm still loving Instant Crush, to be honest. And I do like I'll Follow You Into the Dark. Yeah, and I love The Summer by Josh Pike because it <laughs> reminds me of home. I love a bit of Josh Pike, i got to say. <laughs> now, what, what is it you love about being home? What's some of your favourite spots to get to visit? I know you notice you, and I'm not going to be planting any seeds, but I saw you were, you were in Kings Park in my hometown of Perth, which is a lovely spot. But do you have favourites? Oh, my God. Like, Perth oh, oh, was incredible. Thank you. Thank you. We do what we can. <laughs> It was so amazing. But um, what my first, one of the shows, it was 38 degrees. Mm. My goodness. It's the nuts. first time I've been on stage and I've thought, I actually have to stop moving because I think I might pass out. I got yeah. like head spinny. <laughs> have, have you ever had a stage mishap? Yeah, I had one in Perth. I don't know if anyone noticed, but oh, I actually um, sang the wrong words to Instant Crush. I sang uh, one of the verses twice. I was like, oh, oops, I'm into verse three instead of it, whatever it was. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I mumbled my way through. It wasn't matching the backing vocals. No one noticed. Perfect. <laughs> Except my bass player was laughing at me. But, yeah, sometimes that happens. you just got to be really good at going, just mumble. I once did a stand-up routine... I was in New Zealand and was about to hit a joke about a person from Australia that they would have no idea about. So I did a self-edit and jumped ahead, but in doing so I realised I'm now headed towards a punchline that I haven't set up properly because I jumped too far ahead. The mental gymnastics that you have to do in those types of situations. And I was by myself. I wish I I had a guitarist to help laugh me through it. (laughs) It's so weird, though, because adrenaline is a crazy thing. Sometimes you're on stage and you're thinking about what you're going to have for lunch or you're thinking about, I mean, the weirdest things come into your head and you're like, how are the words coming out of my mouth when my mind is thinking about what I'm going to eat after the show? And then another voice comes in and goes, stop thinking. You have to remember what you're singing. It's a trip. Okay, give us, give us the insight. What does Natalie and Brulia eat after a show? Um, after a show, usually fish and veg. Or chicken and veg. Yeah, that's oh, how nice she looks so healthy. good. I eat really clean when I'm on the road. Look at her. You look at her. You, you think that's Krispy Kremes? Don't fool yourself. You would have to to have that much energy and to be able to save yourself a stage. Now, how excited? You've got to keep your protein up. Yeah. How excited are you about the the forecourt of the Sydney Opera House happening on the 23rd? That's got to be an exciting one to do. Can I just say that is like a dream come true? I have always wanted to play at the Opera House and the forecourt, because I remember seeing footage of um, 
Florence and the Machines performing there recently and just being super excited that, that I'm going to be able to be up there doing that. So, yeah. I mean, the forecourt's meant to be so vibey. It is. I've seen uh, – well, that's where Oprah played. What am I talking about? You're doing the – you're doing what Oprah did. She was out there doing – oh, my God. That she was off, on the forecourt. Now, you're going to smash Hugh Jackman in the face during your show as well? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that clip. <laughs> that was hysterical. Oh, my gosh. Hysterical, poor guy. She nearly broke a very expensive Hollywood superstar. <laughs> well, that thank you. That would not have been a good thing. No, we are very pleased to have our very own homegrown superstar back in the country, Natalie Imbruglia. She is touring uh, with Simply Red as well, we should point out. Um, uh, Opera House uh, 23rd, State Theatre in Sydney on the 25th, a whole lot of other stuff. Check out our website for details. And the new album, Mail, is out now. Now, one of the most delightful people, Natalie Imbruglia. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. So lovely to talk to you.